portion of God's Word before us this evening comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 22, beginning at verse 47. We read, While he was still speaking, suddenly a crowd appeared, and the man called Judas, one of the twelve, was leading them. He came near to Jesus to kiss him. But Jesus said to him, Judas, are you betraying the Son of Man with a kiss? When those who were around him saw what was about to happen, they said to him, Lord, should we strike with a sword? Then one of them struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his right ear. But Jesus responded, Stop, no more of this. Then he touched the servant's ear and healed him. Jesus said to the chief priests, the officers of the temple guard, and the elders who had come out against him, Have you come out as you would against a robber with swords and clubs? Every day I was with you in the temple courts, and you did not lay hands on me. But this is your hour when darkness rules. The word of our Lord. You feel the pressure in your chest. Your heart begins to race. Your your blood pressure goes up. The heat in your veins starts to almost boil. You can even feel a perspiration dripping off of your forehead. You, you have been wronged and you need to do something and you need to do something right now. So what do you do? We see Jesus in the upper room on that, that Thursday of Passover with his disciples. He shares with them that that evening he's going to be, he's going to be treated like a criminal he even warns them, as he did multiple times throughout his ministry, that to follow Jesus meant that they were going to have dangers come their way. Little did the disciples realize that, that those warnings and what Jesus shared with them was going to happen that very night. But after they finished the Passover meal, sang a hymn, they did what seems to be part of their tradition. They went to the Mount of Olives. They went to the Garden of Gethsemane. But it wasn't going to be any traditional night. Because there they see approaching Judas. One of their brethren, one of their own, leading a large group armed with clubs and swords there to arrest, to take captive this Jesus, to take him back to the chief priests. Are we surprised how the disciples reacted? How they responded? Are we surprised that, that Peter drew his sword and started to attack? Not really. It's not really all that surprising, is it? Why? Because we can put ourselves in that exact situation and pretty much believe we would probably respond the same way. Isn't that the way we respond when someone is, is attacking the one we loved? When we know someone is being wrongly accused, we're ready to get on the defensive. We're ready to go to battle 
And that's what the disciples did. They took action. It's not that surprising. Filled with fear and and uncertainty, and we get this raw reaction from them. And yet Jesus rebuked them. Stop! No more of this! And he heals the man's ear. Not really what we would have expected from someone who has been wronged, from someone who's being wrongly accused. So how did Jesus respond? The world would look and say Jesus had every right to fight back. Jesus had every right to, to lash out. And yet, how did he respond? The one who had the power to heal a man's ear The one who had a very word could call down legions of angels, thousands upon thousands of angels who would be ready, armed, and all set to defend him. One who, when he even responded to the crowd and said, I am, they all had to fall back, even falling to the ground. The one who at a very word, could have wiped that entire mob off the face of the earth forever. And yet, how did Jesus respond? He didn't do any of that. Instead, he showed perfect, holy restraint. He showed restraint for us. Restraint is that ability to hold back. It's really that that aspect of self-control that is not easy, especially when we are, are dealing with situations where we've been wronged. How do we react when when we're being unwarrantedly accused of something that that we did that we didn't do? When they are criticizing us for our faith and belief, how how do we respond? And yet, what do we see from Jesus? Jesus said, love your enemies. And he showed the disciples exactly how to do that. He was innocent. To the point where he even went to the mob, he went to this crowd and said, look, I'm not a criminal. I'm not leading some violent insurrection I'm not a criminal because if I was, you would have come in the middle of the day. You would have come while I was teaching in the synagogue, while I was teaching in the temple courts. And yet you come at night. This was mob justice. This was bribery and and collusion at at its worst. Totally unfair, totally unjust, and yet... Jesus showed restraint. The restraint that we needed him to show. The restraint because that was the very start of his path that was going to lead to our salvation. As Jesus, the Lamb of God, stood there in the garden and willingly let himself be taken. 
servant of ours that willingly goes and stands trial for our salvation. Showing that perfect, gracious restraint that we needed out of a Savior. Is restraint our first inclination? When, when we've been wronged, when, when we've been criticized, when we've been called out, do we show restraint? Why, why is it so hard? Why is it so difficult to do? Well, it's because we start to look at ourselves and how we've been hurt. I didn't deserve this. What, what are you doing hurting me? You, you, bring this, you bring this against me? What about my needs? Didn't you think of my feelings? Didn't you think of my needs? And it's all about our pride. It's all about our dignity. It's all about, about our sense of justice. It's all about me. And that's when we start to feel the pressure in our chest. When we start to feel our heart rate go up and, and, and our heat becomes almost unbearably hot. We will do whatever it takes that I don't, I don't feel this way. We will do, do, say or do whatever and, and then we lash out. Yes, we maybe don't lash out with a sword today, but we do lash out with our tongues. You send that scathing text or email Make that biting remark in the comment section. We give that evil glare. We fight. We sin. To which Jesus says, stop. No more of this. And he heals. That's what our Savior did. We look at at Jesus, and notice Jesus isn't focusing on himself, is he? He's being wrongly accused, wrongly arrested, and yet he didn't focus on himself. Instead, what did he do? He saw a man bleeding, and he healed one, one of those who came to arrest him. He looks at you and me and sees someone, not an enemy, not someone to get defended. He sees someone who needs to be healed. And so what does he do? He shows restraint. He's not thinking of himself. He's thinking of you. Jesus willingly walks that path for our salvation. And he did that by showing restraint. Not thinking of himself, though wrongly accused, Jesus went not lashing out with his tongue, not lifting his arm to harm, not even calling down curses when he stood before before Pilate, when he stood before Caiaphas and Herod and all of those factions. Even when he was spit on, scourged, hit, beaten, ridiculed, mocked, he didn't raise his voice, he didn't lose his temper. Even when the nails were going through his hands, Jesus showed his loving restraint. Father, forgive them. 
that's the Savior that we needed. One who willingly was arrested by that unholy mob in the garden. That one who willingly sacrificed himself on that cross to wipe away our sin. He showed restraint. And what a Savior we have and what an example we have for us because we live in a world where it's all about that, that response. It's all about that very quick comeback, that, that, that biting response, that demeaning answer. In fact, that, that's actually rewarded today, isn't it? It's rewarded in real life. It's rewarded in social media. The, the news and, and, and all of those TV hosts, they love to have those kind of inflammatory remarks to build on, to build their, their audience and, and we who live in this kind of world, guess what? We, it kind of rubs off on us a little bit. To the point where we even think if we don't come back with some sort of remark with, with the same kind of venom, then it's, it's going to seem like we're weak or cowardly. When we have so many circumstances in our life that, that have led to us being Vicious, hurtful, sinful. We see Jesus' example of restraint. Because even in those moments where we are sinful, Jesus still gives us that forgiveness. That full and free forgiveness. He gave us when he suffered and died for us and, and rose to life. That is, that is the love that he showed you and me. And because of that love that you and I have through the faith, we're different, aren't we? Imagine the impact that you and I can have to show restraint in a world where restraint is a lost art. about the impact that you and I can have because we know that our Savior has forgiven all our sins, has given us life and salvation, that we have a Savior who has shown such great love through his restraint. One who served us. Because of the service that he has shown us in in the garden, in the garden of Gethsemane, because of the restraint that he showed as he walked to the cross because of their strength that he showed suffering and dying in our place, in our substitute. He has made us different so that when we are wronged, when we are hurt, we look to him as our example of love. Yes, many would think that showing restraint, they they say it's it's an act of weakness, but it's not. It takes strength. Strength that is only found in Jesus. Strength that he gives us. When we we are wrong, we remember that we operate differently. We operate with that strength that God has given through his son, Jesus. And instead of responding with such words that inflame and destroy, 
Maybe we respond with those words that heal and help. With those words that someone maybe needs to hear at that moment. Instead of focusing on on how they have hurt us, maybe we focus on not hurting them. To see the hurt that we can do. And show some restraint. That's the kind of love that Jesus showed in his restraint. That's the kind of love that we get to show so that when, when we do live in this world of, of darkness, we can be light. Be that light where darkness reigns because we're different. Because we know the love that Jesus has for us. And so instead of fighting back, use the sword of the Spirit, that wonderful gospel of Jesus, so that when people see that restraint, seeing that we're different, maybe they give you that opportunity to share that love. To share that love of a Savior who allowed himself to be arrested allowed himself to be tried, allowed himself to be beaten, ridiculed, mocked, and scourged, who allowed himself to be crucified. He had such great power. He has such great power. And yet he showed his true strength when he showed restraint and went on that path the salvation of you. What restraint. What love. And may they too see his love in you. Amen. Let the peace of Christ rule in our hearts since as members of one body you were called to peace. Amen.